0: Patreon.com slash Uh, $4 a month gets you in there.
1: Baseball, Blue Jays, and more baseball. It's The Walk-Off with Scott Belford and Adam Mack. This ball is crushed. The Die Hard Podcast for the casual fan. Wire. And another one. Hello and welcome to The Friday Show, everybody. I'm Scott Belford, joined, as always, by the best co-host in the business, Adam Mack. This is The Walk-Off, and before we get into all the baseball topics we're going to, and there are plenty of them, I just want to say we are now at episode 420 of The Walk-Off. So a few things. Number one. Holy shit, dude
0: been a wild ride that's
1: a lot of content man
0: that's a lot of content that's a lot of
1: like when content. we when we started this almost three years ago i had no idea it would get to this point where we were so consistent and making so much content like we both started this just as a way to not go insane while we couldn't go out and perform stand-up during the pandemic and, if you, uh, if you
0: had told me when we started this back in July of 2020 that we would be three years in and at 420 episodes, I would have said we're still locked down.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so kudos to
0: us for for keeping it going when hey, we didn't have honestly.
1: to. It, it is, I, I don't impress myself very often, but this is what I'm impressed on. And also, you know what? 420! <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to say that we are the most um, left-handed cigarette-friendly Jays podcast that ranks consistently between 5 and 25 on the charitable uh, rankings of Apple.
0: We're hitting that sweet spot. Biz. That's what we aimed for. Right.
1: About sweet spot, right? That was part of the <laughs>
0: business plan when we first sat down. We said three years from now, if we're not the most left-handed cigarette friendly mid 25 <laughs> to 5 on the <laughs> chartable rain. charts, then we gotta call it quits. So but here we are. So, so let's keep going. Here we are. Not we quitting. made it.
1: That's right. Episode 420, baby. Uh but man. Oh, so sorry. By night, the way,
0: by the way, just while we're on the topic of 420 and us being so left-handed cigarette-friendly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as someone who never smokes left-handed cigarettes, you're doing that's true. all of the heavy I'm lifting. All the heavy lifting, exactly. So the is,
1: heaviest of lifting. It's
0: all on you So very well done, sir. Very well done. But kudos to me for not being judgmental yes. about it. Because yes, that's right. Why would I be? It's totally oh, fine. No,
1: you are the most oh yeah most open-minded co-host a guy could possibly totally. want in his life. So fantastic uh big baseball news coming out last night honestly like the first real trade of any significance happened um the atlanta braves bolstering that bullpen getting aaron bummer out of the white Sox organization of course aaron bummer a very good back end of the bullpen guy this is a high leverage dude his numbers don't look near as good as he is uh, his FIP was excellent his whiff rate is great great strikeout rate one of those dudes where he's just going to help that Atlanta Braves bullpen in high leverage situations and I know that it seems like the Braves gave up a haul do you have that uh, all pulled up there Adam
0: yeah, so Braves sent Mike Soroka, Jared Schuster, Nicky Lopez, Braden Shumaki, and minor league right-handed pitcher Riley Gowans.
1: So it was five for one, and it's for a reliever. And it would be like if the Jays traded Tim Mesa and got that return is sort of where it looks. Maybe not, maybe a little higher end than Meza, but. Right around that uh, range.
0: You're really high on Aaron Bummer, eh?
1: Uh, I'm not really high on him, but I do think that he is going to be a very, very good reliever in that Braves bullpen.
0: And it's I, and Tim you're,
1: Meza. I'm high on Tim Meza.
0: No, I'm high. I'm way higher on Tim Meza than Aaron Bummer. I think they're tears apart. That's I'm, fair. We were talking a little bit before we went live, but you were indicating a lot of, uh, passionate fan response in the negative of this. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like I'm looking at his numbers yeah. too. And I'm looking at a guy who was, uh, elite in 2019 and 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, And then has not been good since. So I'm wondering, like, what am I missing here? Because I hate to say this was just a sticky substance guy, but, like, the timing lines up. So where am I off on this, Scott? Because Mike Soroka alone seems like an overpay. Never mind the other prospects attached.
1: The biggest reason that so many of these dudes were shipped out from the Atlanta Braves is the 40-man roster. The The Rule 5 draft kind of pushed their hand a little bit here. And if you kind of look at the guys, it's all these mid-range prospects that are just going to take up a spot where the Braves need room. So I think rather than lose these guys on the waiver wire, which is what would have happened, they packaged them all together for a reliever they believed they could fix.
0: Well, he needs fixing. Last year, he had a negative war, minus one, 6.79 ERA, and a whip of 1.5. Is it? Maybe he doesn't need to be fixed, and maybe the White Sox are just dysfunctional, and guys stop I caring. Think that may part be of part
1: of it. That, that truly could be part of it, is the White Sox organization does seem like it has some Work to do when it comes to clubhouse culture and the stuff going on there. I mean, honestly, since, since La Larusa, it's been kind of a mess in White Sox Nation there.
0: I, I guess if I'm looking at the highlights of Aaron Bummer, strikeouts per nine is impressive. Twelve strikeouts per nine last year. Home runs per nine, 0.6. That's also good. Walks per nine was killing them. 5.6 walks per nine. So that's a big part of his whip being Problem. so inflated. Yes. Right? You did mention that the FIP, that's what fielder independent pitching. So yeah, are... you
1: read it like ERA, but it's basically...
0: It's basically just the for, outcomes of like stuff that a fielder defense. doesn't... Yes. Rate. So home runs, walks, and strikeouts are the big thing. So with an ERA of 6.8 and a fip of 3.6 I mean that's a major discrepancy of
1: 3.2 Yeah it does it, go it, it to does show does that like, like a lot of bad luck bad went luck. into so and when you got a guy who can strike out as many per 9 as Bummer and the Braves are just a much better team man so
0: well I'll say kudos to the White Sox for getting Mike Soroka and a bunch of, like, dudes, which I don't know if they're any good or not, but these are guys that were worried about losing in the Rule 5 draft. They can't be that bad. So,
1: I'd say this is a win-win, maybe. The big thing with Mike Soroka is I think the Braves have given up on believing that he can stay on the field. He has struggled since being drafted. And I mean, the guy has a high ceiling on him. Calgary kid, Canadian boy, love to see uh, those Canadian ballplayers kind of get to the majors and make some noise. And he is a dude who was kind of slotted as a possible, like I wouldn't say Cy Young, but high end of the rotation guy. Mm -hmm. And just hasn't been able to stay on the field in any like, sort of way. And his numbers last year did not look good.
0: Like he was an opening day starter a couple of years ago.
1: Yes. Yes. Right? It was. So
0: that gives you the idea of where the Braves viewed him on their depth chart too. Mm-hmm. But yes, can't stay on the field. Need to stay on the field. And
1: don't get me wrong, I think that the White Sox, if just looking at it, probably won this trade, but in the long run, the Braves are a better team because of it, right? Like there weren't spots for these guys. It's not like this is a a five position players from the the Atlanta Braves. These are Mm -hmm. prospects and AAA guys that there wasn't a spot for. So they were able to take their depth in an area of strength and bolster an area of need in the bullpen with a guy that they obviously believe they can turn into a high-leverage dude.
0: It, okay, if you think, if you're a believer in Aaron Bummer, and if you think it was just bad luck, and if you think that 2019 and 2020 are a more realistic representation of the kind of pitcher he is, then yeah, I would say it's a win-win trade and a really well-executed. Mm -hmm. I guess the other side of it, too, is Mike Soroka, free agent at the end of next season. Yeah. And if this is a guy that they didn't want to have to make a tough decision on and thought he's leaving anyways. Yeah, I mean. It's uh,
1: a. I I mean, deep organization. Believe me, it's annoying to look at the Braves and see them do this sort of move where they're just literally bundling guys up because they don't have a roster spot for them. It's annoying, but great job on their part to bolster an area they feel needed bolstering with a guy they obviously had targeted. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe it doesn't work out. We could look back on this and be like, wow, the White Sox completely fleeced them, but... Is it going to affect the Braves in 2024? I don't think it is one bit. Like, if anything, getting Aaron Bummer might actually improve the team. So, we'll see. I'm with you. Okay, lots to talk about on today's show. We're going to get into the fact that the Blue Jays are being rumored as being in big on Matt Chapman. So, the Chapman saga may not be over in Toronto. We'll dissect what that means and why this organization is kicking tires on a guy most in the fan base would rather see them just move on from. I was going
0: to say uh, if that is the quote-unquote Jeff Passen uh
1: Blue Jays pump, pump looking Passan to make a move? big
0: move um I'm not anti-Chapman. I'm pro I, I would definitely say I'm higher on him than most in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um Like, I was also okay if he had assigned the qualifying offer and we just had him for another year. I don't know that I want him for six years, but also... And we'll
1: get into that.
0: Okay, we'll get into that. So, But, like, the fan base is going to lose its mind. If that's the big move this offseason is, hey, we just signed Chapman $200 million over seven years.
1: They're going to fucking there's, flip. There's no way. That In fact, we're, we're, I don't wish to like get too into it because we are going to circle back on this. Uh, here, let me just run down the rest of the topics. Sure. So that okay. Those who like to be I didn't realize we were still in the
0: them. intro. It's 13 yeah, we're, minutes we're in. Still, I thought we were yeah. past the intro. I, <laughs> I've been here 420 times. I should know better. Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, so, the 5 All-Star Game. The, the 2025 All-Star game has been announced, and even though there were rumors, it could be going to Toronto. It is not. We'll get into that. Tal Quantrill, son of former Blue Jay, um, Paul Quantrill, Canadian kid, has been DFA'd by the Cleveland Guardians. The awards have. Have been handed out around Major League Baseball MVPs, Manager of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and of course, Cy Youngs will talk that. Oakland, my goodness, dude, the soap opera continues there. One stop closer to heading to Vegas. Uh, it's still not 100%, but it's getting much, much closer with every passing day. And then, finally, the Los Angeles Angels announced they are not rebuilding. Instead, they are going to be very aggressive in free agency. (laughs) Buddy, the Angels are going to (laughs) Angel. Like, just. Yep. All right, so let's circle back on Matt Chapman, and we can get right into it. Here is where I honestly believe the market is on Matt Chapman. It is not where the Scott Boris Corporation feels it's at. And I think with that becoming very apparent, they are circling back to the Blue Jays who know the guy that Matt Chapman is. They know where he fits in the clubhouse. Things have always been stated that it's been very positive having Matt Chapman in that clubhouse and that he is well-liked amongst the guys. And you know what? When you look around the third base free agent market, he is by far the best option when you look around the trade market at available third baseman, I don't know if you're going to be able to get someone better than Matt Chapman. Is Nolan Arenado even available? Like there are options out there, but how available are they? We don't know. And then if you look at internal options, there are some intriguing internal options within this Blue Jays organization, but you can't tell me where there's not going to be growing pains going that route. And in a contention window of only the next year or two before some major decisions need to be made in Blue Jays land, I think Matt Chapman's a very safe bet if his market has hit a point where his term has become three years, two years, right? Like Matt Chapman may need to legitimately take a two-year, $40 million, $50 million deal to rebuild his value because no one truly believes that he's the guy that Scott Boris would like the market to believe he is. Um, I mean, we
0: saw what he's capable of in April. Mm -hmm. The numbers when he was in Oakland were good. Offensively, he showed that 30 plus home run power stroke. Third base and first base are the power positions in the infield, right? You can get away with 12 home runs and a 270 batting average as a second baseman, but as a third baseman, we expect more.
1: Listen, he was really tough to watch at the plate this year, right? But but he would have ended <clears throat> the year at like a 120 WRC plus had he not tried to fight through the finger injury and and we saw kind of the same thing happen with Kevin Vigio when he had the wrist injury right just it's so hard as a hitter to work through these hand and wrist injuries and it not affect the power and it affected Matt Chapman's power big time less than in 2022 he had 27 home runs. In 2021, he had 27 home runs. Last year, only 17. That's a major dip in power. Forget about his batting average. I know he had a 240 batting average last year. His career high is 240. So he was right on par with where he normally is. Batting average for a dude like Matt Chapman is a little bit less relevant than the power numbers he's putting up.
0: Okay, if... If we're looking at a crystal ball of Matt Chapman is on this team for the next three years and he's giving us offensively numbers you'd be okay with from a second baseman, mm-hmm. right? Like whatever your expectations are for Espinal or BGO or Whit Merrifield, if you're getting that level of offense for Matt Chapman and he's playing third base, you're bummed out because you're like, oh, what an offensive hole at third base. That should be a guy who's booming. But if that means we bring up Addison Barger or Elvis Martinez, and they're playing second instead of third, I don't know Mm -hmm. if Addison Barger is the offensive potential that some people feel he is. Or Elvis Martinez, for sure, has the upside to be a 30 home run guy. And if he's doing it from second base, like when we have Marcus Simeon at second base, and you're like, oh. We have 48 home runs out of our second baseman. Like, all of a sudden, that's all right. Like, I'd rather Matt Chapman play. If Matt Chapman's on the team, I'd rather get the offense from second base and have good defense at third than have Matt Chapman play second base just so that we're okay with the offense we're getting from second and have Martinez or Elvis Martinez at third base, right? To get that same kind of power. So, like,
1: who cares? I, I do think at that point. I I do I do think the caveat here too with with bringing Matt Chapman back is that they would still need to address the offensive or the lack of offensive prowess in this lineup. Right? Like I I don't wish to see Matt Chapman being the bat They go out and get. Obviously, he has proved over the last two years he's not that guy.
0: If, now Matt okay. Chapman
1: hitting in the eight hole, sure.
0: If if Matt Chapman is a Blue Jay next year. Then yes, we need to sign a real DH. Yes, right, or someone so from left field who's got thirty home run potential.
1: Yes, they need. Some and if that's the, the case, I'm
0: okay with it. I'm fine with that. But yeah, Matt yeah, Chapman can't be the big move. If it's Matt Chapman plus Jorge Soler or whatever jd martinez to come in and dh or yes. replace brandon belt i'm i'm feeling better about it i'd never okay. like the idea of rolling with one of our prospects or cavin biggio as our everyday third baseman and there's not much out there for third baseman mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if we can and get him you know on what? a short-term deal i really like it if it's a six-year I deal can. i start to be uncomfortable and i have to talk myself into liking it and i think i can get there i think i can talk myself into being okay with him because the defense should age well
1: i just can't see them i just can't see this organization buying into matt chapman for six years i really do believe the only way 30 31
0: he's
1: he's 30 so
0: six is the absolute max that i'd give him and it would have to be if we're talking like 115 120 million right like if that's yeah if we're giving him 25 million a year for three or four years sure and if he's if he's less interested in the maximum aav and just wants he's like this might be the last contract i get i gotta maximize the total dollars Mm
1: -hmm.
0: then i do like six years yeah 115 to 120. like if we can get the aav under 20 million a year I'd be, I think, again, I, I could talk myself into being okay with a Matt Chapman on the team till he's thirty six, but I, r- I'm really yes. okay. It's a lot easier conversation to have with myself if it's a three yes year or deal no. or a two yes. year deal.
1: Yes or no, two years, fifty million. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd I love I that do. deal.
0: I, I almost love Buy it because it. it's, it just Good. buys our prospects another year of development to like exactly. force the Jays into like trade matt chapman at the deadline because we've got mm-hmm. addison barger who's played 20 games and looks like he can handle it or like just defensively is legit or whatever mm-hmm. right like yeah two years do your year matt chapman deal i i don't even care how much money we spend i'm all over it
1: mm-hmm. and i could be completely out to launch here i don't know who knows where the Matt Chapman market is. And I think it's one of the more interesting storylines on the free agent market right now, just because of his lack of production at the plate over the last year and how he is valued defensively. Where does he fit into this third third base market right now? But it is possible that it isn't the strongest market and it's not quite where Scott Boris Corp thought it would be at. And they may be looking to make more money on a shorter-term deal and get back into the free agent market in a year or two. Listen, what was the, what Chapman, was the qualifying
0: offer this year? 20.5? i was
1: just going to say it was 20.5. So I think to get him to go on a short-term deal, you need to go a little bit higher.
0: 21, 22, sure.
1: Right? Yeah. I don't know. Like Maybe Matt Chapman is now a three-year, $60 million guy. Who knows, man? The market's going to decide. Scott Boris can sit there and drag this market out if he'd like, and he can state that Chapman is worth $150 million, but if no one's going to pay him, it is irrelevant.
0: Yes or no. Matt Chapman, one year, $30 million. Yes. Yeah, me too. I don't know if he can get $30 for one year. But if I'm Matt Chapman, that's what I'm looking for. You're overpaying
1: big time. Like, you're overpaying big time. But I really do think there is some major benefits to elongating the development of some of these guys that are in the Blue Jays system who are kind of on the verge of being a third baseman in the future. The Damiano Palmagianis, the Aroldis Martinez, uh, Addison Bargers, right? Like, these are guys that are close, but giving them some leeway to develop in the big leagues a little bit and not be forced to be that guy at the hot corner constantly, I think there's a lot of value in that.
0: Totally. Uh, whoever fills Matt Chapman. 30 million
1: is a lot. 30 million. Well, a lot, okay, but.
0: whatever. 25, 27, come up with whatever number you want. But I, th- I think if I'm Matt Chapman and the goal is rebuild value and roll the dice again for the sooner he does it the better like a 31 year old matt chapman coming off of a 30 home run campaign with a gold glove all of a sudden you're going oh that's 250 no brainer yeah. right
1: like can he cody bellinger his way back that's what i mean right? market? Yeah.
0: so so i just yeah i don't know i think one year i'd rather matt chapman for one year than two years Mm-hmm. But I also, I don't want any Bo or Vlad years with a real question mark wild card mm-hmm. anywhere in this lineup, really. Like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, well, hopefully Damiano Palmigiani becomes a a thing. You know, like, that's mm-hmm. just whoever fills I mean, Matt Chapman's shoes at but... third, Wh- whoever fills Matt Chapman's shoes at third for next Season or whenever he is eventually gone is going to be measured against him defensively. Right. So, like, every error, every underthrown ball across the diamond is going to be like, oh, Matt Chapman would have had that. Yeah. Fair or unfair, that's going to be the narrative. So, whoever comes up, whether it's Pomaggiani or Barger or Elvis Martinez. They either need to be so good offensively that we don't care that they had twenty seven errors, or mm-hmm. they need to not have twenty seven errors. And that's that's a big ask from a rookie making the jump from double A or or Triple A. So on a contending team, right? Like with a spot. Like it's one thing to do it with a non contender in Cincinnati or whatever a couple of years. You know, like it's just
1: Like, it's not exciting because I am so sick of watching Matt Chapman strike out in big moments. But the truth is, there's almost no way he's as bad as he was this year at the plate. It's true,
0: too. It's true, too. Okay, well, there you go, Matt Chapman. Blue Jays are going big on him. Who knows?
1: Yeah, no, grounds crew, I'd love to hear. From you. where are you at on matt chapman what deal would you feel comfortable with comfortable with term money let us know and we'll hit this up again in mailbag on tuesday and just kind of see where everyone's at it
0: sure is interesting though how the narrative before the gm meetings was he's done he's done in toronto mm-hmm. like goodbye mm-hmm. good luck and now it's yeah like you said Boris Which must have does had some talks and been like, the market Ooh. is
1: softening on him, right? Yeah. Like yeah. for, for it to have just been so cut and dry amongst MLB analysts that the Jays are moving on. And now all of a sudden they're back in. It just makes me think.
0: Um, According to baseball rumors.com, the top three, Matt Chapman destinations is the Diamondbacks, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays. That mm-hmm.
1: all mean, makes sense.
0: But they're, I don't know the depth charts on those teams or the other teams well enough, but they might be going through a similar situation of like, well, we got a guy who's close.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe we just promote him early rather than commit to Matt Chapman because like, we also don't want to log jam when we have a prospect who we like. In the it future. has
1: worked out. It has worked out in the past, right? Like look at look at Josh Jung with the Rangers. Right? He's been excellent, and he was a rookie this year. But the hot corner with a rookie on a contending team—it's dicey. It's a risky move.
0: I say we bring Brett, bring back Brett Laurie instead.
1: There you go. The demand. The Adam Mac demand for Laurie.
0: Bring him back. Good Maple Ridge kid. All <laughs> right.
1: So moving on. So By, moving on. By here. the way,
0: you got, you got uh, comments on Mailbag for saying uh, Paxton is from Maple Ridge. Oh. Uh, Richmond.
1: Richmond. Apologies.
0: It's one of those, of eh, it's Vancouver, but it's not Vancouver kind of town. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Langley. They're all... They're all Vancouver. They're just not Vancouver. So I I don't yes. fault you for saying Maple Ridge.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. As long as you're on board. <laughs> all right. So
0: that's me explaining the so Brett Laurie joke James of Jackson. saying he's the Maple Ridge boy. What he's from Langley. So there we go. Yeah. Full circle.
1: So yesterday, the Atlanta Braves were announced as the host for the 2025 Major League Baseball All-Star Game after 2021 game was moved over voting laws. So the Braves will host the 2025 Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Commissioner Rob Manfred announced this uh, yesterday, two years after the event was moved from Atlanta to Colorado following the passing of voting restrictions in Georgia. So this is a topic because there were so many rumors that the Blue Jays, Toronto was the other destination that was kind of up for grabs for that all-star game. Now it is looking like the Blue Jays are now waiting for 2027 and they are probably the most likely to get it. So Atlanta had one in 2000. So they kind of jumped the line here because the Blue Jays last had an all-star game back in 1991. So it has been 33 years since the Blue Jays have had an all-star game. I know that I was lucky enough to be in Seattle this year and see the all-star festivities and the home run derbies and stuff there. And it is incredible. It is such a great event. It's it's baseball... Um, nerd them to the max right like you've got all of the uh displays out they've got the the stuff set up for the kids right where there's like batting cages and just mini diamonds and it it was great it was great and i think that it would be really good for the city of toronto uh 2027 does look like it's going to be the year they won't know until next year they'll probably announce it this time next year as to what's going on in 2027 The Blue Jays, of course, the organization has put over $300 million worth of renovations, which should be done by April here this year, into the Rogers Center. And of course, Major League Baseball loves to put on display new stadiums or newly renovated stadiums, which obviously moves the Rogers Center to kind of the front of the line here for the next All Star game to be announced. It would be cool for the city. It's too bad that 2025 is going to Atlanta, but. I mean, we kind of saw that all coming. <laughs>
0: uh, for anybody curious, the All-Star game this season, 2024, is in Texas. Uh, and in 2026 is in Philadelphia. So, um, Here's a fun article from MLB.com, July 5th, 2023. Let's predict the 2028 All-Star lineups. Uh, I won't read all of these, but catcher Adley Rushman. All right, that's an easy one. First base Vlad Jr. There you go, Toronto fans, be excited. Hey, twenty twenty eight. That's our year. Uh,
1: yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully that's uh, not Vlad Vlad with the Red Sox or something insane. Ugh, don't even <laughs> say it. Uh,
0: at shortstop, they have Wander Franco. So this article hasn't aged well, so we we probably don't need to keep reading that.
1: (laughs) That's too funny. Uh. So this is kind of interesting. It it definitely caught my eye when I saw that the Cleveland Guardians designated for assignment Cal Quantrill, who was obviously a mainstay in their starting rotation just one year ago in 2022 uh, after an injury marred, 2023 campaign, the Cleveland Guardians have DFA'd Canadian pitcher Kyle Quantrill for assignment on Tuesday he's night. He's from Maple he, course, Ridge,
0: he's... I think. Uh-oh. Sorry.
1: <laughs> oh. Sorry. Uh, he's, the, he's the son of former Blue Jay Paul Quantrill. Quantrill spent two separate stints on the injured list with a shoulder injury that limited him to just 19 starts and 99 innings pitched. The 28-year-old struggled to find his form on the field and pitched to a 5.24 ERA while striking out just 58 hitters. So his 2022 season was much better. He's projected to make about $6.5 in arbitration this year, which is why the Guardians probably DFA'd him, is because they are cheap, and it just makes more sense to take a risk on. And they've got a deep deep, uh, prospect pool of pitchers, so it just makes sense. So my question is, does Cal Quantrill... Canadian his dad has ties to the Blue Jays does he make sense as a low risk depth move on this Blue Jays team what do you think Mr. Mack
0: Uh, I mean yeah as a number five starter yeah I love it I mean even with the numbers he put up last year uh, I mean you could do with a better ERA but I mean if that's Injury issues.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, he's only 29 years old. The rest of the baseball card looks pretty good. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And he's free. I mean, outside of paying his arbitration year.
0: Career numbers. So everything minus last year. Uh, 3.54 ERA. Uh, strikeouts per nine, 7.1, a little lower than you'd like to see, but walks per nine, 2.5. That's good. Mm -hmm. And a a whip of 1.219. So ERA plus 115. Look, he's uh, an above average starting pitcher coming off of a bad season. I would sure throw 6 million bucks at Cal Quantrill and be like, roll the dice to see what happens. Maybe you don't even make the team. I don't know. Whatever.
1: I feel the same way. I feel the same way. And you know what? If you've got Cal Quantrill and Alec Manoa in the minor leagues with Ricky Piedeman pushing, I mean, there's some actual depth. Something, something that we didn't have last year for sure. Starting pitching locked, Exactly.
0: Yeah. Don't have to give any prospects or nothing to trade for him. So, I mean, if you told me that the Blue Jays traded for Cal Quantrill, I'd be like, who did we give up? Yeah, you start to go, but if it's just money and it's not my money, then. And I don't think that signing him for six million bucks for one final season of arbitration. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not the kind of money that prevents us from signing anybody else.
1: No, 100%. 100%. So that's
0: why I'm like, go for it, right? Like if we were. If that's if that means we're out on Shohei Otani, then okay. (laughs) but
1: yeah that's the thing right is six million dollars if that's what's going to take you out of the Shohei sweepstakes you were never really in the Shohei sweepstakes
0: like 100 million for Matt Chapman might take you out of the Shohei Otani sweepstakes that might take you out but
1: yeah
0: can we just talk Shohei Otani and just can we cross him off the list are you willing to to do that because I would love to
1: do you I'm mean just, just have him sign already? You know, no, like just like, happen. sorry, maybe
0: I should phrase this the other way. Could we cross the Blue Jays off of the potential suitors for Shohei Otani list? Like, it's just, it feels absurd to me. I can't see a scenario in which he signs with the Blue Jays.
1: I don't know. You think, I think we I, might? I'm trying to keep my hope. I'm trying to keep my hopes. Like, listen, I, I, I'm well aware of the games all of the agents are playing right now, and I mean sports media. It's all about the clicks. And yes, obviously Toronto's a big enough market that they are throwing their name in there because the clicks definitely uh, play big with the Toronto fan base. It no, just... I, I like, I've said this all along. I give it a one percent chance. The Blue Jays
0: way too show Shohei Otani. Well, that's. <laughs> oh man, fair. I just, oh, I just don't want to miss out on any other moves, not even one, because we were like, maybe holding up for Shohei Otani. Like, it's just have a little bit of dignity. Recognize you're not a ten, that you're a seven, and there's nothing wrong with dating other sevens, but that the mm-hmm. ten is only even flirting with you to make the other people jealous. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's delusional to think that Shohei Otani is coming to Toronto. Like we would have to overpay so much money, so much money. Like, what do they say? The Toronto tax of it all? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. in in a literal sense, yes, but also just in a like, It's Toronto. Like we have to overpay for George Springer. We have to overpay for everyone it's either add another year to the deal or add twenty percent to the dollar amount. Do you know what twenty percent is on five hundred million if Shoheo gets five hundred million?
1: It's another hundred million. Oh, oh, you're gonna you're gonna test my math now. Sure. Throw me under the bus.
0: (laughs) I made it nice round numbers. Okay. It's another hundred million. So it's like but I mean, this is where I think it's easy to tell yourself, well, I've heard some people say that Shohei's going to get $600 million. Why not get $600 million from us? Well, it's because if Shohei's getting a $600 million deal offered from anyone, we have to offer $700 million. Like, we have to outbid the next team by $100 million. Just to negate, like, tax issues versus... <sighs>
1: I am so done with your logic right now, buddy. Like, take your logic and stuff it in a sack. I just don't want to hear it. (laughs) I'll stick it in a sack
0: with my stories, my stories, Um, and my
1: logic. Stuff in a sack. Can we? Can we start using the term John Schneider instead of throwing under the bus?
0: John Schneider as a verb. Okay, who got John Schneider now?
1: I I just got John Schneider. And then it's you got thrown under the bus.
0: I like it. <laughs> What's bringing this back up? Who got John Schneider? Nobody. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I mean, just I was just talking about, I forget why I used that term, but I just did it 30 seconds ago. It doesn't matter. Did you? But I do when like we the idea Sh- of like
0: when we were talking Shohei Otani, you said John Schneider?
1: No. I said thrown under the bus.
0: Who got thrown under the bus?
1: I don't know, Adam. This is what I'm saying. I said it like 45 seconds ago and I don't remember exactly what I was talking about. But.
0: <laughs> oh, I wish I was in the audience right now so I could rewind. Everybody that's watching is like, uh, you guys are both
1: idiots. Idiots. He said it about
0: blah, blah, blah.
1: You'd think after 420 episodes, you guys would have a feel for each other. No. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Awards handed out. Let's get into it because it's funny. Let's start with, with with the manager of the year because we both thought for sure Bruce Bochi would win the American League manager mm-hmm. of the year. And I think that we got a little clouded in the World Series win. And you're not even supposed to count the playoffs. We're all well aware this is the regular season awards. They make it very apparent every time that they name the uh, winners. And Bruce Bochy had an excellent season with the Rangers. Obviously really turned that team around from their 2022 showing. However, not quite enough to knock off Brandon Hyde of the Baltimore Orioles, who did wind up winning the American League Manager of the Year taking the Baltimore Orioles from around a 500 team in 2022 to division champions and a 100-win team in 2023. Very impressive. So big congrats to Brandon Hyde. And then we were kind of thinking that maybe Craig Council would take the NL manager of the year. Both of us kind of put our mm-hmm. eggs in that basket. And Skip Schumacher of the Miami Marlins wound up winning it. The Marlins had an incredible season last year, making the playoffs for the first time in years. So Skip Schumacher with the win there. Now going to the Rookie of the Year, panned out exactly like everyone thought it would. It was Mm -hmm. unanimous right across the board. Gunnar Henderson, Rookie of the Year in the American League, and then Corbin Carroll in the National League. No surprise there. Both of them thirty first place votes each so uh same with MVP I mean no surprises there right unanimous right across the board Shohei Otani in the American League Ronald Acuna Jr in the National League and then Cy Young same thing with Garrett Cole and Blake Snell pretty much unanimous right across the board I think Snell didn't get all of the first place votes but was pretty darn close so uh yeah things kind of worked out exactly like everyone thought it would there were no real surprises Except for maybe Manager of the Year was still a little bit up in the air, and uh, yeah. Do you care about the awards? I know I asked you this last time. It's
0: no, not like unless it's a Blue
1: Jay. Like it's cool if a Blue Jay wins an award, but
0: yeah, I don't know. It's. I mean, I got excited for Vlad winning a Gold Glove the other year. Yeah, but even then, it's like ah. I think that was just my love for Vladdy. Like Chapman won a gold glove this year. I could care less. Yeah, me too. I don't know.
1: Gary Gossman finishing third in Cy Young voting in Mm -hmm. the AL. We know it's Kevin, by the way, everybody.
0: Yes. 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 I've been told it is Kevin.
1: Okay. Um, So do let's just jump right into this Oakland saga. Okay. So, first of all, before we even get into this, I thought it was absolutely hilarious that the owner of the Oakland Athletics, John Fisher, in a press conference, came out and said that he felt he had it as bad as anyone when it comes to the last year. He he, he literally, exact words was, I have it worse than all of you. Like, imagine mm-hmm. the billionaire owner who is moving the franchise out of Oakland, completely because it just makes more money in Las Vegas. Like, don't forget that, right? That this is not about the A's not being able to figure it out. It's that Oakland won't just build a new stadium for free for this billionaire like Las Vegas will. So pretty frustrating for Oakland fans. This is such a storied franchise. It just is a shame. Like, there's no other way of putting it. And and feel free to uh, leave your comments here for those of you in the grounds crew, how you feel about Oakland uh, leaving for Las Vegas. It's not a hundred percent, but it did get much closer. MLB owners unanimously voted to allow the Oakland athletics to move to Las Vegas, paving the way for the second relocation of the A's in the last half century. Where will they play? So this is where it gets kind of interesting because the lease on the Oakland Coliseum is up at the end of 2024. They're not going to be ready to move to their new stadium in Las Vegas until 2028, which makes them a floating franchise for literally three years. Think about how difficult it was for the blue Jays in 2021, when they had to move from Dunedin to Buffalo to Rogers center. Think about the toll that took on the players. And now the Oakland Athletics. In it a might cost them a playoff spot. Wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely going to make it so that they continue to be a triple A team. Right? Like, who's going to wish to sign? Even fringe guys. Who wishes to live like that? Now, the rumors are that they'll be sharing the park a little bit with the Giants at Oracle, playing some games there. They're going to be playing at the Aviators, Las, Las Vegas Aviator Stadium, uh, which is the AAA team there. Now, I've been to the Aviator Stadium. It is a beautiful little park, but it sits about 6,000. And it's open air. I Like, I just don't understand. They're, they're going to move this Okinawa Athletics team to the desert to play in a stadium for a minor league team with no roof? It, <sighs> Uh, so, by the way, okay, um, is it for sure? Go ahead here, Adam.
0: Just what with the idea of them playing in Las Vegas and in San Francisco, um, their T V deal is contingent on them playing in Oakland, which is one thing I've heard pointed out. So Wow. Well, I mean, can you imagine trying to sell ad yeah. spots if you're the broadcaster, be like, Oh, hey, let's uh get Bob's car dealership down in Oakland to buy advertising spots for a team that is more than one foot out the door and not even playing in Oakland like who's mm-hmm. who in Oakland is tuning in to an Oakland A's broadcast for the next three seasons
1: Nobody, like now, why would you
0: right. So I mean that's the TV deal is worth sixty eight million so that's a big chunk of change for a team with a payroll of less than half of that um i don't know i i've also heard stories of could oakland get an expansion team that's what the mayor of oakland is already saying mm-hmm. hey if they're gone give us a new team like we still have fans that want a baseball team and
1: oakland
0: is oakland a good Sports Town?
1: I don't know the answer to that question, but they do keep losing their teams. This is the
0: third pro sports team they've lost in five years. NBA, NFL, and now MLB. All leaving. Like, so what? I don't know. It's, uh... I feel for them.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's, uh...
1: And at the same time, like, so this is, this is since John Fisher bought the A's in 2005, their year end payrolls have ranked out of 30 major league teams. So 2005, 19, 2006, 19, 2007, 18, from 2008 to 2013, the highest that they, sorry, from 2008 till 2023, the highest they rank is 23rd, twice, 24th, once. And every other time, it's 27th or less. So, like, they've been the 30th payroll the last three years in a row. And it has been right around there since pretty much 2005. They constantly produce top-end talent. They constantly develop stars. And they constantly lose them because they lack the i i I, it's funny because i i I don't want to say they lack the ability to sign these guys they don't this is a major league franchise that obviously has money but they just refuse to pay it i don't know man it's it's just like such a mess there
0: yeah i don't know i don't know who's to blame um
1: I mean, John Fisher's to blame. Major League Baseball's to blame. Um,
0: Do the Oakland fans bear any blame?
1: Sure. Maybe. Maybe not. I, I. That's a tough question to answer, dude. Because the fans have come out and supported that team when they win. Like, when they were going to the wildcard games, they were packing that Coliseum. That rat-infested falling apart (laughs) coliseum
0: like yeah um i'd be interested to see i don't know if i can pull this up quickly average attendance by year i mean you did the payroll Mm -hmm. um by year i'm just quickly scrolling uh 2023 dead last 2022 dead last 2021 second last they were ahead of the marlins Mm -hmm. 2020 they were tied for first with zero um oakland was in 24th in 2019 when was the last time they were good and went to the playoffs
1: i think it was 2019 actually
0: 2019 okay so they were still only 24th in attendance right yeah um 29th the year before. Um, it's
1: just. See, it's, it's funny. Cause it is a weird question to need to answer because there are so many um, factors in this, right? Like, yeah, you can blame the crowd, but also that stadium is pretty ragged, man. Like it, it could have used, it hasn't even been updated. Like it hasn't even been rented in decades. So I don't know, man, if it's just, like, not a good fan experience, is it the fans' fault? I I don't know. Like, I like to think that if, let's say, Calgary had a team, that I would go no matter what. Right. But maybe not. Like, like, maybe if it's just an uncomfortable place, you'd rather just watch it on TV. I don't... They have fans.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've had they have a long history in Oakland, 55 mm-hmm. years I think, but it's uh It's tough to point blame in a situation like this. Um, mm-hmm. I will say the Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. This is a terrible list. Hold on. Sorry, I'm looking up uh, MLB TV contracts. hmm But this is not sorted in any sort of useful way. It's not alphabetical. It's not by...
1: Okay, well... This is not. I this mean... is
0: great listening, I'm sure. I'll well, look it up for they're... next week, but... I just mean if so they're not the real... going to the game, are they getting a mega... Like, is... 67 million for a tv contract is that a lot i don't know like is it on the high end or the low end because if they're not going to games but they're still watching them then the tv deal should be through the roof right Mm -hmm. It should be like hey we have the best at home audience in baseball so if if that's the case but are people even watching a's games from home is what that's all my question is i don't know
1: yeah if they are
0: the tv deal should match it should be like an exceptionally high TV deal that really stands out. And If we're just going to blame it on the stadium. I don't know, man. So it's... is it
1: for sure? That's that's the thing. Everyone's acting like this is a done deal. And it is definitely one step closer with this unanimous vote of the owners to to move the franchise from Oakland to Las Vegas. But no, there are still more hoops to jump through. There's still more steps to figure out. Do they have one foot out? Yes. Is this most likely going to happen? Yeah, because Major League Baseball sees Vegas as a very attractive market to be in. And of course, they're going to do all they can to get their eggs in that basket. But David Sampson, friend of the show and a great podcast, uh, Nothing Personal, has been saying this for months now, since it was announced, that like, until it's done, it's not done. These mm-hmm. deals all apart all the time. Of course, David Sampson, a lawyer, and has worked in the front office of both the, the Expos and the Marlins and is well-versed in the back-end details of some of these business transactions. So is there still hope for Oakland? Maybe a sliver, but it is uh, fading every day. On a more happy note, though, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll stay in Milwaukee through 2050 after Wisconsin lawmakers approved a renovations to American family field. This happened just yesterday. Of course, hey, um, nice. ownership ownership was putting a little bit of putting the screws to the city of Milwaukee to invest in a new stadium or well, invest I, in the current stadium. And pretty sure the conversation so went
0: like this. If you don't approve this, we're moving to Oakland. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Their mayor has stated they will build a brand new facility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's good for the brewers. Happy for them. That's
1: yeah, that's good. Exactly. Okay. So we are long in the tooth. We'll wrap up on this. Just the fact that the Los Angeles angels, their stud pitcher. DH is a free agent. Shohei Otani, obviously the biggest fish in the pond of the free agent market. Are they still a destination for them? I mean, they like to think so. They stated they are not rebuilding. They are not retooling. In fact, they are going to be very aggressive in this off-season's free agency and in the trade market. I think part of it has to do with the fact Mike Trout, they want to keep him happy. Yeah. But man, oh man, like how many times can the Angels continue to do this like man this is a stat i saw yesterday so the angels have won 50 percent of the american league mvps (laughs) in the past decade yeah they have one playoff appearance in that (laughs) that's crazy i mean i understand the idea of being a big market team in a large market and you don't wish to upset the fan base by rebuilding because a rebuild sucks to go through.
0: But I just, yeah. But you you know what sucks
1: even more than a rebuild buddy is being in the same rung as all the teams that are rebuilding, but paying a hundred million dollars to do that.
0: That's true. That's true. Um, I mean, it will be a tough pill to swallow, but if, if they were to actually trade Mike Trout, They could get at least four AAA prospects and Aaron Bummer. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah. At least. At least. At least. At least. Am
0: I saying, look, hot take. Am I saying Mike Trout is better than Mike Soroka? Yeah. I'll say it. I'll stake my name to that.
1: That is. Yeah. That is a hot take. The hottest take around. All right. let's, Let's wrap up there. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. Feel free to follow us on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at Walkoff Podcast on Instagram, the Walkoff Podcast. And uh, tip of the hat to all of you Patreon out there. We really appreciate the support. And we will. We see actually, you
0: by on- the way, have real like value for people who are interested in the Patreon it used to be like support us on Patreon just because you like us and it's a charitable donation it's a tax write off at the end of the year we actually have bonus episodes content lots of stuff going on now more than ever so there you go patreon.com slash the walk off podcast
1: thank you so much everybody take care of yourselves see you Tuesday cheers thanks for listening to the walk off podcast with Scott Belford and Adam Mack with a new episode every Friday. With oh. a
0: drive. She's a cracker. Shows to picture him. Raw
1: Thanks for listening.